Hey there, people of the interwebs. This is Brandon Noel. Thank you for uh, joining us. Um, for those of you who are aware, we've recorded several in advance, and um, we're kind of burning through what we have right now. Um, this episode was recorded over a year ago. Um, just so you're aware, and this was the first time we had recorded using Zoom. So there is some technical difficulties, us figuring it out. But, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun episode. It's, a, it's worth a listen. But this week's episode is Tarzan, um, Lord of the Apes. Tar, the first Tarzan novel by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I'm a huge fan of Edgar Rice Burroughs. I'm aware of his issues as a uh, author, um, but uh, he does write some really cool stuff. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of his work overall, but I do acknowledge his weaknesses. With that said, before we jump into today's episode, if you'd like to support the podcast at all, please go to destinycomics.com. That is destinycomics.com, where you can buy custom-made bookmarks. I know you're a reader. Um, you can check out our personal fiction, 8-Bit Pulp, series of short stories, Written by the dais. Everyone on this podcast contributed to the short story anthologies 8-Bit Pulp. Um, so uh, there's there's that. There's several novellas as well as my graphic novels. Um, I am a cartoonist and painter and have been working on uh, comic books since 09. So if, if you're, you're a voracious reader... We have plenty of content for you over at destinycomics.com. The other way you can support this podcast is by going to patreon.com slash destinycomics and become a monthly patron where you get early access to this podcast as well as all kinds of cool stuff, original posts, original paintings, um, sketches, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and uh, if there's something that's on Patreon that you would like, let us know. We'll, we'll put it in there. Um, with that said, thank you. And um, today's episode is Tarzan, Lord of the Apes um, by Edgar Rice Burroughs. One of my favorites. Still abilities. <laughs> yes, but where his mind dies, his hair flourishes. <laughs> great. His mind is great fertilizer for him. <laughs> So can you still hear me? Yes, yes we can hear everybody. Okay. We're just, at this point, we're just waiting for Bonnie. Are you recording or are you guys recording? I'm recording. We're recording. Yeah. So this is the audio. Is the audio any better for you, Dave? Dave. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. It's an awesome picture. Oh no. Oh. Oh yes. There they are. Okay. Hi. Welcome back. Yo. Okay. Cool. 
Okay, now. Hiya. Uh, hello, hello. hello. Oh, just, uh, there we go. Okay, I think everyone can hear us now, so that's right. good. Can you hear us now? Yes. Yeah, hear everybody. How are you doing, Dave? You doing okay? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Maylene wrote down an order. I disagree with this order, but that's the order we're going to go with. Because... Well, you have to start because you suggested it. Right, right. Right, but someone mentioned wanting an order to go in. I can't hear it. Maylene. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hear us, Dave? No, I can't. Um, can you hear me, Bob and Justin? Yeah, yeah. You're a little garbly, but we can hear you. Yep. Because I can't Brandon and lean at all. Yeah. Mm. There might be a way to turn off your video, Dave, which would help with the bandwidth, and that should help the audio come in better. Okay, how do I do that? I don't know, but I, I think uh, there's a way. Bottom left corner, I think. Well, if he's on a computer. Right, he's on, well, the, he's phone. on the phone. But if you, what it is on my phone, too, usually. You, okay. can, you can tap the screen on your phone, and there should be some kind of Can't option that says... Anymore, Lewis. Uh, It'll show a, a camera thing tap, and... You have to tap the screen first, Dad. Yeah. Tap your screen on your phone, and there should be a thing that, that says mute or video, and you can just unselect the video. Okay. Can, can you, you hear better now? Brandon, Maylene, talk. Hey, can you hear us better? Testing. Yeah, I don't think you can hear Testing, us. one, two, three. I can't hear Dave at this point. Uh, do you think any of these audio versions? Wow. Sounds worse now that you have video off. Okay. Hmm. Oh. Can you hear me, Chris? We can hear you. You're pretty garbled, though. It actually kind of sounds worse. <laughs> it does. Try logging out and logging back in and see if that helps. Okay. Yeah, because at this point, Dave is... Nope. Yeah, right? That's an option too, yeah. He's only five minutes away. Yeah, because yeah. your internet seems to be working just fine. Yeah. Well, he's on his phone. Yeah, he's on his cell phone. So, so. there's yeah. a, a delay. Yeah. My, I use my tablet for our Tuesday night women's Bible study. And the other night, I finally had to switch to my phone because it worked better than my Android tablet was working. You know what I They're both Androids, but my phone was working better than the tablet. You know what he would work better for him if he was if he turns off his data and goes through his Wi-Fi. Oh, is he not doing that? If he's using know. his data on his phone, oh, it's going yeah. to be really garbled. Yeah, I yeah. have a spare mic. I'm just going to give it to him. Um, but it still won't help with like a camera or anything. But yeah. yeah. It's oh. nice to see you guys, by the way. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I miss you guys. I, I know. Dad, sure. are you being silly? I think he's no. just messing around. I hope we can. Oh, we can hear you now. Apparently, it wants headphones with an included mic. 
Yeah. Ah. yeah. I have I have a separate mic, and I plug in the headphones, and I can hear you, but you can't hear me speak. So that was our problem. Yeah, too. that was our problem. That's why we had to do it because we had a separate microphone. David's problem with his well. Okay. Yeah, and that's why we were like, just you know, get rid of the headset because we're having the same problem. Oh, I see a David okay, coming in. David back. All right, David. Is that better? The audio. Okay. Can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it actually seems yes. pretty clear. We have yeah. you, Dave. Yay! Okay. Okay. All right. Are David, you here? Yes. Just a quick question, David. On your phone right now, are you using your phone's data? Or are you using Wi-Fi from through your house? I just hooked up to Wi-Fi. Okay. That's okay. the difference. Yeah, that's the yeah, difference. that's probably why it's a little bit better. better. Yeah, because of you guys are probably uh, a little guard to me still. Yeah, you're a little garbled still. You can come over here if you want. <laughs> it only takes a couple minutes. Like how bad? How bad? It's not great. <laughs> it's not very good, but it's not as bad as it was. Just come over. We can wait the five minutes for you. Dave. All right, let him on over. In. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think it might work. That'll better. be about right. Probably, yeah. Uh, and since we don't, uh, I don't know why it's great for my birthday. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Dave All right, just start out, and I'll just be listed on the list. Alrighty. All righty. Okay. Uh, hey, let me go unlock the front door. I'm yeah. gonna go unlock the front door, David. So just come in when you get here. Can I hear? I still bolt. What did he it, say? It's still pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. I still garbled. Yeah, yeah, you're still garbled. garbled yeah. Here. All right. Every other one. Godzilla Theater. <laughs> All right, I'll be over there. in Couple minutes. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm surprised I remembered that Godzilla Theater. Right. So we'll just put him over here. He'll be off screen. Oh my eye. Well, we can. He can sit over here. We can turn it a little bit. And... Yeah, that would shot work. sideways. How is everybody? Yeah, that's what I wanted to start with. I wanted to. We haven't seen each other since the apocalypse. So we get we could get the socializing between us out of the way prior to starting the podcast. Yeah. Hi, Lewis. Hi. It's been a while. It has. It's been a while. About four months. Eh, just mm, four or five. It feels like seventeen months. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what Doesn't month it? we're in. That's the same time. Wow, the year's half over already. God. This past week has felt like five months, so, you know. Yeah, my, my work went into lockdown, like, basically mid-March, right? So we haven't gone back to the office at all. So I've basically been working from home like this the whole time. And, and in the beginning of March, I had I didn't go anywhere. So, like, you know, I'm slowly easing back into seeing people sometimes, but really not much. <laughs> For me and Brandon, it's been mostly work and home. Like, yeah, I just stopped with a whole bunch of night shifts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I've been going. I've had about a month 
or a month and a half of three days of night <coughs> and two days of early morning. Mm-hmm. So literally there'll be some days where I'm like, I feel like it's been three days in one day because yeah. my sleep schedule is all messed up. And, yeah. you know, I go from working from 11 to 6 to working from 7 to 2. Oh, God. And then... I just the my eleven to six shift has just been canceled, but now I've got one overnight that's eleven to seven. So my schedule is like all over. Dude, that's that's rough. You're like not consistent at all when it comes to no. sleeping. Right now, until it changes, because it will change. Yeah. Uh, I have Thursday, Friday. I have seven to two, and then Saturday night I have eleven to seven. Wow. Okay. But that is change. I guarantee you. I don't know when or how, yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna change again at some point. So yeah. hopefully, no more overnight shifts than that one every week. Yeah, that'd be good. And I'm like, uh. so I've got I've got my I, I'm at Mike and Katie's where I've been during the heat wave, mm-hmm. and. I've got my laptop set up on the TV tray at the foot of the bed. And I've got a second TV tray to hold my drink, my mouse pad, and my pad of notes. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. And and then, then I have my I have my phone. There we go. My phone uh to run my Kindle app. Mm-hmm. So uh I can have the have the book accessible <laughs> on the Kindle app on my phone. So I, I'm doing pretty good to have everything set up on two TV trays. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's my uh, broadcasting studio. I just realized I should turn on the overhead light though. So does anybody care about the order of who goes when? Um, um, no, as long as we keep consistent, I don't really care. Everybody's screen will show everybody in different positions. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I was thinking, yeah. just, let's just write it out that way, because if we say, okay, next, for us, next could be Lewis, uh, and for oh. Wayne, it could be like Bonnie, isn't it? It's gotcha, gotcha. For us, Brandon and Maylene are on our top left. We're on the top Right, Lewis is on the lower left, and Dad's on the lower right. Oh yeah, none of us match up. Okay. So <laughs> my screen is the same, except Bonnie and Justin are on the bottom right, and I'm on the top yeah. right. So for us, it goes Lewis, top left, us, top right. I know. No, no I, I know see, what I'm, we're doing. I got I flipped this. entirely. Okay. And where our videos are. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So what's our what's our sequence, Brandon? It's going to be me, Lewis, Wayne. David, Justin, Bonnie, Maylene. Wait, hang on. Let me let me write that down. <laughs> That's the order we have been sitting That's in. That's the way we've been going all the time. Wait, wait, wait. Right. I'm There's not going to remember. Maylene always goes we I thought it was Brandon, Wayne, Lewis, no. David, Justin. Brandon, uh, I mean, uh, David's always before me. Yeah. Just when Brighton. But I thought it was why I just wrote Brandon and Wayne. But stop, stop going. No, I got me, Lewis. Wayne, Dave, Justin, Bonnie, 
Maylene, we have been sitting in the same order yeah, but, for three years. But, is there, but Maylene doesn't like being last all the I time. When Lewis is always there, fucking Lewis. last. We we can split it up or, or switch it around if need be. second once in my life. But that's not how the table goes. She's your wife. You might want to give in. Look look at it this way, Brandon. There there is no they table don't right have now. To live with me. You do. There's there's no table. Yeah, there is no spoon. No Let's just adapt. There's a metaphorical table. <laughs> so since since uh, you two are sharing a screen and go Brandon Maylene, then we can jump to Lewis who's a single and me who's a single and then do Bonnie, Justin, David, whatever order they end up sitting on the couch. Yeah, that works. David, Justin, uh, Bonnie. <laughs> He's not here yet, but I have a spot ready. Do we want to do that? <laughs> if we turn this further away, I don't know if we're going to be able to sit all three of us. Probably not. <laughs> we could turn it like, uh, we could turn it like that when David's, no, we can't do that. That doesn't work either. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. So guess what I was supposed to do this July but couldn't yeah, because of COVID. Comic Con? Tokyo. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to Tokyo this July and that didn't happen. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. We have to move yeah. it really far. Yeah. For it to show everybody. The the worst part of it is I couldn't even process my passport application because that got shut down too. So even if I had been able to travel safely, I wouldn't have been able to because I wouldn't have had a passport. Oh. They aren't doing passports, huh? They are now, but they're slowly ramping up to it. But back when this all happened, they just shut that down completely. There were, like, no passports unless it's a life-or-death immigration situation. And mine's just for pleasure, so there's no way they were going to do it. Oh. I'm going to die if I don't get to breathe air. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping everything calms down by next July, but we'll see. Uh, I read an article that they're saying they probably won't have live concerts until 2022. Yeah. I don't doubt it. What they're doing in some places of Britain is, like, they're having concerts outdoors with little podiums for people to be in in groups six feet apart. I saw that, yeah. Which which seems cool, but that's not for everybody. Yeah. Also, the the drive-through market is is... Yeah, uh, drive-in is is making a big comeback with drive-in concerts and drive-in mm-hmm. theaters. Theaters, yeah. Right, because everybody's self-contained in their own vehicle. Mm-hmm. Although we tried that when this first started, it works great right up until you have to do, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get out of your car and you mingle. And it's like, oh man. That's why you bring a little bottle with you. I know. I was gonna say you bring a container <laughs> to pee in, Brandon. <laughs> My aim is not that good. It's bring a, a wider cup, container, Maylene. Bring a wider container. I like the a wider container. I'm like, um, that's wider. Not no, no, not even. It's called a diva cup. It's a thing. Look it up. Oh, it <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. I've seen that. It's so it, funny. It, so we can pee standing up, Maylene. It will uh, work. It's so funny. I was just talking to my mom about not the diva cup, but I was talking to her. I was like, you know, Mom, I truly don't believe in penis envy until I have to pee and I'm in the car <laughs> and there's no, like, that's the only time I'm like, yeah, that particular organ could come in handy, you know? Yep. The one and only time it would come in handy. <laughs> well, for me, anyway. Yeah. 
Donation is the only only reason. Uh, That's the only I reason. own own a book that's uh, written by a female. She was a river river guide, you know, whitewater rafting and stuff. And the title of the book is How to Shit in the Woods. <laughs> and and it's like any climate, any weather, you know, whether you're in the desert, the mountains, whatever, uh, lakeside, how you dispose of your waste. And she was addressing uh, one of those those items that the gals wear and it has a spigot on the end so you can oh, be standing up. And... Uh, so the lady's buying one. They had several models She's looking at it. She says, I want this one. And the guy says, okay. And she looked at her husband and said, now mine's bigger than yours. I don't know. That's so mean. I don't think so. So you can be heard from here, right? So, say something, David. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. So Hi, Dave. Because we can't, we tried moving it further away and it doesn't show all three of us at the same time. So That's fine. But we'll be able to hear you. I mean, since this is only going to be recorded as an audio file anyway, it doesn't really matter too much. Mm-hmm. That's true. Why would it be recorded as audio? You can't, you can't put the video up? Um, I didn't really, like, I only have it set up to record the audio. I haven't messed around with the video. Okay. That's fine. Well, that's okay. We've just we've done audio all along, so yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm here. Okay, let's solidify the order. Buy new computer, buy new phone, buy new house, buy new truck. (laughs) (laughs) So the order that we are going to speak in will be Brandon, since he's the one who suggested the book, followed by me, followed by Lewis, then Wayne, then David, then Bonnie, then Justin. Is everyone okay with that order? Yep, sure. Okay. Although I think you should go David. Brent. <laughs> Damn it, Brandon. Oh, cut that thing Okay, up. so I have Brandon, Maylene, Lewis, Wayne. Bonnie, just, no, David, Bonnie, Justin. David, Bonnie, Justin. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, okay. <laughs> so, want to start? Um... Are we we done with the catching up and, and pre pre game ramble? It's so clinical, my goodness. I know. Yeah, I think so. Sure, ready to start anytime you are. Okay. Um, it's been three months, so <laughs> I gotta remember how this goes. You gotta remember how long it's been. Uh, we are the what now? <laughs> what show was this? Uh, the books. <laughs> the Midnight Society. What? Um. <laughs> we are the bookies. Uh, I forget the spiel. I really do. Um, we are <laughs> say your name. Uh, oh, that's right. The names. The names. We and, are the uh, bookies. We are. I'm Brandon Noel. Melee Noel. Louis Lopez. Wayne Abraham. David McFarland. Bonnie Staller. And Justin Staller. And we are the bookies. Thank God we got through it. Yay. <laughs> We got through the opening. Good job. Good job. <laughs> There's only 75 more minutes of this. <laughs> you want more? Well, that's that's uh, before it kicked us out after 45 seconds. Oh, no. 
Uh, I paid for the the. He paid for it. We don't have to get kicked out. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Oh, cool. Okay, I, good. I paid twenty bucks a month so that like we can unlimited recording. Okay. Awesome. Okay, good. I good. Work good. The church, they just the, do the free uh, version, and we get kicked out after forty-five minutes. Anyway. Cool. All right. Now Great. that we practiced, you want to try that again? No, no, we're keeping this in. This is good. Okay. This is all gold. It's COVID. It's 2020. If you're listening to this years from now, we're recording during COVID, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's the apocalypse. Yeah, dear listeners, way far in the future, uh, we're trying, you know? (laughs) After a four-month hiatus. Because we couldn't see each other? Because of lockdown? For us, actually, Earth 7. I had a backlog. So we have been uploading regularly. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. We haven't so been it, recording for a while. Yeah, no, it, might, it might not seem like much time has passed for the listener, but for us, it's been like six years. So. <laughs> and that was just the last month. Yeah. Was just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Who could have a, a pandemic, killer wasps, or murder hornets? I feel uh, like we've just completely skimmed over the murder wasps. Like, that was important for like two days and then just nothing mm-hmm. well that was drowned out by the fire tornadoes that happened oh, that what, it was. Yeah. what about the ufos back in april nobody cared, nobody about, the cared UFOs. about the ufos yeah that yeah time. the I confirmed do. ufos no it was confirmed there were generals on the news UFOs. like for me i was so like overwhelmed with everything that was going on i didn't find out about the ufos until like two weeks after it was announced i go wait 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 you're telling me confirmed ufos like two weeks ago and no one and then i i I think the raid on area 51 was also this year too right it was oh my gosh you're right was that this year yeah right it seems crazy (laughs) this year's been the longest decade ever (laughs) i don't know how old i was in january but i think i'm about 52 at this point yeah yeah so yeah you know we're the bookies we're doing it we're trying (laughs) We're there. What book did we read? Uh, Tarzan of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we read uh, Tarzan of the Apes by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, I recommended this book. Now, you have Wayne to also blame for this book because Wayne introduced me to Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, he, he, no, he did. He introduced me to John Carter of Mars, which then led me to reading Tarzan. Um Everyone's pretty much familiar with Tarzan based on the pop culture of the character and mm. the movies and all that. But there are 24 Tarzan novels. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, the 24. Which can I hope they get better. Well, it kind of impresses me that there's only like a finite amount of things they focus on in the movie. Yeah. Right. There's so much that happens in just the first book alone. They're like, okay, that in itself could probably fill two movies, maybe, depending on how you do it, you know? I have never seen a Tarzan movie where he fights dinosaurs. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's in the books. Uh, he Nazis, near the end, he actually fought in World War II. Um, it's in World War II. <laughs> no, no, yeah, there's th- Tarzan versus the Nazis. That's oh, the my gosh. Does Captain uh, America know about that? War <laughs> <laughs> uh, propaganda. Which, <laughs> yeah. uh, which kind of throws timeline in the question, Questions, but, yeah. but uh, 24 novels, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, he's just really, really old. Yeah. yeah uh, he's immortal. Old, old, old man Tarzan. Actually, he's one of several. 
Well, because I know his son, because my goal is to actually get through all 24 novels. Good luck with that. Not on here, I hope. I uh, know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't mean this year, do you? <laughs> no, not ever. Um, I made it to the third or third or fourth novel, The Son of Tarzan, and their kid is just super annoying. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, just shut up. Uh, <laughs> so he's um, like the scrappy doo of the Tarzan family. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> Hey, I like Scrappy Doo. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I like yeah, it. Yeah, you're alone in that, Maylene. <laughs> you know, no, I'm not alone because I know at least one other person who likes Scrappy Doo. Bonnie's a Scrappy Doo fan. Crappy Doo. No, she's, not. she's not. I thought you were a Scrappy Doo fan. I'm a Scooby Doo fan. Scrappy Doo's annoying. Okay. <laughs> it's called Crappy Doo. But anyway, uh, I recommended Tarzan of the Apes um, because a few years ago they did a uh, a new Warner Brothers did a new movie and I wanted to read the novel before the movie and then that led me to reading like a bunch more of the novels um, and then the movie came out and kind of sucked um, <laughs> but uh, I've always I this is the third time I've gone through this the first book and I've read the first couple um, real quick just a quick breakdown um, you know everyone kind of knows the story uh, man and wife stranded on an island. Uh, they don't make it. Son is adopted by the apes, raised by the apes. Uh, becomes one of the greatest heroes of pulp. Uh, you know, there's cannibals, there's snakes, there's uh, all kinds of craziness. Pirates. Hmm? Pirates. 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 <laughs> Pirates, yeah. I was surprised um, at the cannibalism, honestly. Yeah. It's it's just kind of pulpy goodness. It has problems, but it's it's pulpy goodness. And yeah. It has problems. It, it, it does. It does. David has a list. Believe me, I have a list. I yes. imagine Dave's list is like this long. I keep going. <laughs> um, okay, so I, won't, I don't want to buy extra pens. <laughs> he just write down all the problems that he had with this book. Yeah, it's page one to page whenever it ends. Uh, well the one thing i love is like the first novel tries to be like a historical record in the beginning it's like Mm -hmm. this is how the story was told to me these are the documents that verify this this is and then by the second novel tarzan is fighting inbred atlanteans (laughs) and like that just through any kind of semblance of realism that it attempted out the window yeah. So, like, I, I love that it try, like the first one tries to be this historical record of a true fact, you know, as a fiction, and then by the second one, Edgar Rice Burroughs is like, no, we're we're not even playing in reality. No, no. Now there's like zombies and sure, Nalantians. Why not <laughs> dinosaurs? We'll throw dinosaurs in there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The dinosaurs are are in the center of the earth. They are. They are. Yep. He goes to center of the Earth, Earth. Earth. Hollow Earth. Didn't they make another story about that? Mm, it's called there? Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although I haven't read it. I was thinking the dinosaurs were the Mars books. They were kind of like dinosaurs. No, that was the princesses. <laughs> the princess. princess of Mars? What the princess of uh, Mars? <laughs> so, like, uh, my, my favorite... Um, like all the action scenes are like my favorite scene in the, the book. Um, I love the way he describes his muscles as coiled ropes. 
Mm-hmm. I love like, you know, the way Edgar, Edgar Rice Burroughs, what he does better than anybody, in my opinion, is contrived action. You know, like the way he talks about how he, you know, strangles the, like, there's no way it, it would ever happen. But the way, he, you know, he fictionalizes the muscles coiling, the the strength, the, the, the bull yell, the war cry of the bull ache. Like all that adrenaline stuff, I think Edgar Rice Burroughs does better than anybody. Because like that's like my favorite part of of these novels. Yeah, everything was really, really vivid in this story. Like I didn't have any problems picturing things unless yeah, I mean, it was described as being dark. Then you know. Yeah, that was yeah. intentional. Yeah. But like you know the way Tarzan gets his skull like. Uh, Oh God, yeah, and the and the the flap of skin is hanging over one eye. Oh man, yeah. Every time he mentioned like the white scar, I'm like, oh gosh, just picturing that all over again, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that was the, the, that was the stuff I really gravitated to. That was the stuff I really like. And all that's at least the, the first four novels, all that's there. Um, again, I didn't make it past through the Son of Tarzan, but. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy the action in the book. That's 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 why I'm here. Is is you know, and you know that is probably my my favorite stuff in the book. Also, some of the the morbid humor, the way he he taunted the the the, the African tribe, and you know, they, leaving human skulls around and turning pots over, like. The ape man, you know. I, I, uh, that's I racist. It is. It is. We'll we'll, no, we'll talk about that. No, no, we'll get to the racism. <laughs> we will talk about the racism. There, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of racism in in Tarzan. No, yeah. no, there isn't. You the just said there was. <laughs> um. So yeah, Million, if you want to want to go on with your favorite parts. Well, I think character theme person. Well, as far as characters, I really enjoyed Darnot. He was probably one of my favorite characters in the book. Um, Lieutenant Paul? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I liked yeah. him as well. Um, Soldier so, of Fortune. Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked him. I liked that, you know, he recognized Tarzan's contribution to saving him and he's like, oh, you're my friend, my brother kind of thing. And He didn't just kind of like see him and freak out like, oh my god, wild ape man. You know, kind of thing. Like, um, I did um, let's see here. I, I, I liked one, one of the themes I did enjoy in the book was the whole nature versus nurture aspect of a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, he was raised by apes. And yes, he did lack a lot of the, what we would call humanity, you know, because of obviously where and how he was raised. But um, that didn't necessarily stop him from necessarily being a good person. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that his his ape mother, Kala, like, she kind of went against what most apes would do. You know, she raised him, and she took care of him in her, her, to the best of her ability. I mean, she wasn't, like, necessarily the most caring mother either, but to the best of her ability, she did protect Tarzan in his early years. She's and, 
you know, it might not have been perfect, but the only mother he ever the knew. only mother he knew he grew to love, mm-hmm. and which is something that would be darn near impossible if you were raised by a different species, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just that whole idea, that whole concept of family isn't necessarily blood. And your parent can be someone who isn't your biological parent. And it is possible to know love, to know a form of love, even if you don't fully understand, even if most people don't understand why you should feel that love, as it were, towards who raised you or whatever. So that was, Mm -hmm. that was my, that was like my main positive takeaway from the book was basically family isn't always blood. And it's okay to care a lot for someone who is just that different from you, you know. So. Before we jump to Lewis, I because it was taking me a while to remember because I I tried to get I've read it now three and a half times because I, I I skimmed through it, but because I read it all the way back in April or whatever. Um, but the the one scene that I really loved and it, it, she reminded me of it when she said Darnell is the bet with the other hunters. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah. yeah, they're not. Um, that was a good thing. When he's, you know, they're traveling to to, uh, to Nebraska or whatever to meet um, Jane. Um, and he comes across these hunters like, no man can hunt. Like, he's like, they're bragging about their kills. Like, you're using guns. You're a bunch of wussies. Like, I, I do this naked with a knife. Like, and he goes, no man can. I'll do it right now. And he just and they start freaking out because, like, the, we're going to get this guy killed. Like, these trained hunters, like, this guy's going to die. And he just goes out naked into the woods and then comes back with a, a lion with just a knife and a rope. Yeah, that wasn't in our version. What? Yeah. He killed the lion, but he... but not because of a bet. No. Lion was a bet. Yeah. Well, no, he's saying when he went to America, he killed a lion in the jungle. We saw that. But there was no, no on the way to America. Yeah, he's talking about it's it's before they shipped out. Before they shipped out, he's talking about before they shipped out to America. Yeah, they him were still, and... they're still in Africa. There well, was that hunters. scene was not in our. It was not in ours. Our... Oh come on! No, nope, there. <laughs> sounds so disappointed. It was it in my version. Apparently it was in everyone else's version, but the one Justin and I did. Sorry. <laughs> what version did you guys read? We had an audible version. So do I. Apparently, I got the worst narrator oh ever. Oh, my gosh. And apparently, and this is so a, monotone. It was horrible. Apparently, we got an abridged version. Apparently. Oh, abridged oh, versions. Right. No way. All the good stuff is apparently not in it. Yeah. No wonder I didn't like it. Let me ask you this. Did your guys' version end abruptly? Yes. Yes. Okay. It does that. Okay. So they left that part in. <laughs> so they left the abrupt ending in. Just He likes to do that with his books. It really irritates me, by the way. Oh, wait. We're not doing that yet. <laughs> That's an Andrew <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame yeah. your dad. He introduced me to him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah but that that <laughs> that scene of him like because what happens is um they they run across a bunch of hunters who are bragging about their kills in africa as they're about to leave yeah they're waiting for the ship to come to take darna and tarzan to america it's okay. like 
they're it's like gonna be a day. They're just chilling. Yeah. And um, these hunters and Tarzan just starts like bragging on them, like you got to use a gun. Like how wussy are you? And like, oh, you could do better. It's and like, so, of course, being guys, they go like, okay, you go out and nothing but, you know, naked with a knife and see how well you do against, you know, a lion. Yeah. And, and like, they start throwing more money on the pot. It was like 10,000 yeah. francs, I think, by the end of yeah, it. Yeah, like, because like, and Darnell's just sitting there laughing like, oh, this is not going to go the way you think. Um, <laughs> and so, like, the sun starts to set. Tarzan's like, okay. And he just starts stripping down naked. Like no 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 don't don't do this don't we were teasing you you get that we were making fun of you right and he just grabs the the hunting knife and starts to walk off into the woods and the Frenchman grab him like no just take the money we don't want your death on our hands take the money and uh, Tarzan's like no 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 this is a bet and he they walk he walks off into the woods and like an hour goes by they're all sitting by the campfire no one's talking. Because, like, we just killed this guy. This guy is dead. We have just killed this guy. And then they hear the the cry of the bull ape from the woods. And Tarzan comes out with a lion, like, slumped over his shoulders. Why did they take that out of the book? That was awesome. That was a pretty good scene. I will, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. And they he, he has the lion. Um, and he gets the money, and it, it kind of sets Tarzan up as, you know, yes, later on he's going to get the money from his, his family. Okay, yeah, I was wondering. They never explained it in our version. In but our no, version, he had a chest full of money. Well, no, but he didn't take yeah, it. They, they left. They went they, to go back for it later. Yeah. Yeah, like this and the chest, and because he does go back for the chest, like um, just kind of sets him up as a rich man. Yeah. So wow. I'm sorry. That sounds wonderful. We didn't get exciting stuff like that. When, when you said your version was different, I thought it was another like um, Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> like, oh no! What, what, what? I know that's what I was thinking too. I was like, man. <laughs> no, apparently ours just cut out some stuff. Well, we didn't realize they only have, we have forty-six chapters in the one that we listened to, and they only have twenty-eight. That's weird. Our maybe ours was a earlier version and it was just i don't know i don't know maybe i mean it would make sense if if the like original um like pulp chapters were collected and then reprinted later like like seven anywhere between three seven minutes well edgar rice burroughs isn't like lovecraft or um because this stuff has been constantly in print right like a lot of the other pulp stuff was collected later Mm so well Oh, well. Sorry we missed the good stuff. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Lewis, your favorite scene, character, moment? Um, some of my favorite moments from the book were when Tarzan was in the the cabin that his parents owned and just, like, learning about what life could have been and trying to get an education, that kind of stuff. I, I love that he found books that were meant for him that he didn't know were meant for him. And he's getting, like, his father's hunting knife, who he didn't know was his father. You know, like, all of this, these little details and things that he's learning that he was always intended to learn and to know and experience, but didn't know that he was supposed to. Like, I just, I love those kinds of little details. And when he's learning to read and it's talking about the, it, the <laughs> they're described as little bugs, the the letters. <laughs> I, I love, I loved that. There were certain things that I had trouble suspending my disbelief on, but oddly right. enough, that wasn't one of them. <laughs> uh, 
I just I love the descriptions of the the little cabin and and all of the trappings of the life that he could have had but didn't but then still got to sort of experience in a way. I, I liked I liked learning about that. Or I liked reading that kind of stuff and seeing him learn over time. Um, as we said, the descriptions were very vivid. I, I loved I loved reading um, how he's described as as fighting other animals in this very visceral way, just plunging the hunting knife into the chest of various beasts and right. and trying to fight. I, I I was just I imagine this is commonplace for pulp. I don't I haven't read that many pulp stories, but that kind of a very visual description just it clicks with me so much. I just like wow. reading that stuff. That's cool. Um, I thought it was very, very fun. I liked, I liked reading how far he could jump and how strong he was. He he is described in various points as being almost like a superhero or like a god, um, which you're you're given to understand is just because of how he was raised and the kind of life he's had to lead so far. Um, but yeah, I just, I liked reading that kind of stuff. It was it was pretty cool. It. it reminded me a little bit at times of when we read Conan and how um, things happen that you wouldn't have expected, you know? I did have some problems with it, and they weren't all necessarily based on the the um, how books were written at the time. Um, but we can get into that a little bit later. But I, I liked it. It was enjoyable. Okay. Um. On the whole, this this is a book that I I enjoyed. I've not read all twenty four. I have read all of the John Carter books, but not all of the Tarzan books. Um, I I like you know they they, they had they had a paragraph in there. It was uh, I I think in chapter four. It says it says though, but. Ten years old, he was fully as strong as the average man of thirty, and far more agile than most practice the most practiced athlete ever becomes. And day by day, his strength was increasing. So it's it's just kind of you know it. At ten, he was he was he was already a match for, you know, any grown man, and just because, you know, having to stay, leap up in the trees is his escape and that type of thing. It kept him agile and his strength grew and, you know, until, you know, his, his final, final uh, battle where he ends up getting that bull ape and a full Nelson and right on the verge of killing him and asking him, do you, do you yield? Yeah. And I, he, he had lost all of his weapons at that point and it was just, you know, brute muscle against brute muscle. Right. Uh, you know, in that, in that combat. What I thought, what I thought was one of the scenes that kind of, kind of stuck with me was, you know they they have that big feast the the dum dum they call it where they had killed one of the giant apes of another tribe and basically beat him to a pulp and and ate him um in the, in that ceremony and 
you don't you don't eat your own tribe and and Tarzan you know at this point he's you know he's looked at the pictures he's mastered the bugs on the page and started to figure out the words and taught him taught himself how to read and this is when he's um tracking down uh <coughs> excuse me Kulanga who was mom. the chieftain's son that killed his mom and i i like that one scene where you know Kulanga's killed the boar and cooked it and Tarzan can't figure out why. Uh, oh, I guess he was trying to feed the meat to the fire or whatever. But Tarzan sits down, you know, and he's he's eating this raw, you know, the raw boar, and and it says, you know, uh, Lord Greystoke wiped his greasy hands, you know, on his thighs, cleaned himself up, while another Lord Greystoke complained to the chef because his meat was undercooked and dabbled his fingers in the perfumed water in a white damask napkin and, you know, and, and just kind of doing a counterpoint uh, between those two. But. Well, that was a lovely comparison. We didn't have as well. Oh uh, no. You even and we know because we listened to the entire thing yesterday. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, when you first start hearing about the other Lord Greystoke, it kind of comes out of, out, at least in my version as well, it comes out of nowhere, and it, it takes yeah, you by it surprise. Just, it just suddenly says, Lord Greystoke, you know, wipes his hands on his naked thighs, but the other uh, Lord Greystoke, the mm-hmm. the the son of... You always just said Clayton Lord Greystoke. His brother, you know, yeah. father's brother. Yeah, the yeah. Cousin, yeah, and so it's ta- it's it's referring to the one that you know currently Jane has the title, but in love with. Yeah, there's in love with Jane. Uh, so, but it makes that, and and then right after that, he he follows you know uh, the the chieftain's son you know, to where he sees the edge of the village, and then he uses the noose and hangs him before oh, he yeah, can. That- he can react, and then he's sitting there, realizing he's still hungry, and he's sitting here like, well, he, you know, he's not part of my tribe. Right. But at that point, he realized, he has already realized that he is what the bugs on the pages of the books tell him, that he is a man, and that he's different from the apes that he grew up with. And so he's sitting there like, do men eat one another? And comes to the decision, it just didn't feel right. So he didn't eat him. Which, ironically, he didn't eat the cannibal. It turns out that they, you know, tried the cannibal. So he chose not to eat the cannibal because he didn't feel that was right. But then, you know, later on, as he's observing them and their interactions, he's going, these so-called men that, you know, I was feeling so proud to be a part of are, are more cruel and vicious than the apes that raised me and, and the other animals in the jungle. Yeah. You know, they, they torture for pleasure and, you know, the, the cheetahs or I think it's a cheetah or one of, is one of the big cats is the, or leopard. It's, that's the only one who tortures its victims. 
Everybody else just does a clean kill and eats, you know. And so he's he's you know, d- doing some analysis in there, and and um, <coughs> it it just it it was interesting to me how he taught himself to read and write. And, you know, it was a much, you know, much longer process to, to sort it out. And, uh, and one of the things that struck me, okay, Disney came out with their, you know, Tarzan movie. And I'm sitting there going, it had been years since I had read the book. And I'm like, Jane's father is, is such an airhead. Yeah. <laughs> it's one thing you got right. Yeah. You know, and then I read the book and they nailed it right on the right on the head. He really was that absent minded and oblivious in the middle but of the they, jungle. They messed up a lot of things, but they got him right they on the head. They got him right spot on. Yes. Okay, I we need I, to uh, love uh, love that. bring this to the attention him of the Philander. Like I love him and Mr. Philander when they're like, you know, we're first venturing out into the jungle. And Mr. Philander is just basically trying to keep Jane's dad from dying. Yeah, yeah, because he he sees like the lion and he thinks someone accidentally let it out of its cage or something. Yeah, and even that point where they fall to the ground, and then his the dad just pops up and like, I say, would you stop like you know making me trip and all this stuff? And you're like, dude, you just escaped a lion, and <laughs> oh my gosh, like yeah, that was one scene I I meant to mention that I really enjoyed. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, that's that's fine. Um, so, like I said, I I enjoyed the book, so I guess I will pass it on to David. This is the parts that you liked about the book, David. Oh, okay, <laughs> say something Don't nice. Worry, it won't take long. <laughs> okay, I like. I agree with uh, what you said, Lewis uh, and Brandon. How how they describe uh, Tarzan's physique and the fighting sequences because it it totally reminded me of uh, Conan and Robert E. Howard. So I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs was probably an inspiration to Howard before he died, and he probably they were contemporaries. Most of his writing off of it. But, um, yeah, I'd have to say my, my favorite character is, is uh, definitely Lieutenant D- Darnot. Is that how you pronounce it? Darnot. Darnot. Yeah, it's French. Yeah, it's French, so I'm figuring, <laughs> yeah, Darnot. I really liked him. He was, he was pretty cool. Um, I just, all in all, I... I I liked the story because it was action packed and it was, it was pretty well written for uh, just it being quick stories in a pulp. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that uh, Edgar at the time was probably just trying to come up with stories to make a living back time back then when it was coming out in individual stories. And then they eventually just compiled them all together and uh, made it into the book in 1914 because I, I read up on that. And um, so I'm not sure if he had all the ideas 
all compiled, already written up, or if he just did it on the fly or not, because mm -hmm. it just, I mean, it, it, it kind of flowed, but I think he had to work at it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, it, you know, back in those days when he's getting paid three cents a word. Um, I, I don't I don't know what the, the details of, of his work is, but you could definitely see, in my opinion, you could definitely see the the breaks in the story with each individual situation and I could I could envision how it can be in a pulp style because I'm not sure how many uh, pages of pulp were for a story because I'm I'm assuming they would probably uh, divide it up to make the story as long as possible because the more more issues he's in the more money he's going to make it depends on the actual publication. Yeah. Most of the time you would get one complete short story and then several chapters of other stories. Yeah. But I don't know how, how many chapters this whole book would have taken in a pulp magazine. It's probably years, years worth, unless it came out weekly, which I doubt. Yeah. It probably came out maybe once a month. More than likely once a month. Yeah. And who knows? It, it maybe. I mean, but to, to get on with the story, I mean, I thought it was it was really descriptive. He had he definitely had a uh, a vision for what he wanted Tarzan to be, and whether you uh, uh, someone likes it or not is is just uh, your your opinion, and that's what we're yeah. here for. Yeah, that's all I got for that one. Okay, so Bonnie? I'll give it to uh, Bonnie. Bonnie next. Alrighty. Hello. Hello. Um, cord, 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 cord. You're very close. There we go. Okay. Sorry. You almost oh, accidentally unplugged the, uh, like Okay. Um, <laughs> what I liked. Um, it does, but it, everything slows down. Sorry. Uh, I, so I liked Tarzan's dad. Um, I mean, he was only in the first, you know, bit of the story. Um, and his mom, I kind of... He's in more of the book than you would expect. Right, but yeah. I mean, he, you know, but yeah, well, yeah, okay. But I, I, I liked, I don't know, he, you know, he made the, the best he could out of a situation that kept getting worse, you know? Um, and uh, so... So I, I liked his character. I liked the parents. I, you know, I feel for him. I, I feel bad for his. Just, just go to the cupboard, Kevin. I think it's fine. Um, really nice. They were very uh, practical, given that they were literally stuck, like shipwrecked on uh, yeah, a foreign yeah. island. Yeah, well, land. even dealing like with the mutiny stuff beforehand, like you know, yeah. um, and I, I feel for the mom, you know. She has the, the the baby and she she kind of loses it, you know. She thinks she's Still she's had that home. horrible scare, but she thinks she's at home and she never left the house after that. And she manages to raise him for a whole year, but she's just you know a little. Apparently, she was more fragile, you know. Um, she went off the deep end. But um, yeah, some people just have a more fragile mind, David. That's just how it is. But anyway. Plus, with all that happening around the same time you have a baby and you've got all that weird hormones that happen in a woman's body when she's given birth and that, you know, postpartum and stuff like that that we know of now but didn't know back then, you know, um, 
I could see how all those things factored together. She had a, a but I also really liked um, Kala. Is that her name? The mom? Yeah. yeah. The ape mom, the gorilla mama. Um, I liked her character. There were some things I was surprised about. Um, like, was it Kerchak? Yeah. Died way sooner in the story than I thought because, like, you know, I mean, the version I'm most familiar with, obviously, is the Disney one. And that's, like, the climactic, like, that's much later in the story. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. he died that soon in the story? Really? Tarzan killed him that fast? Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and actually, I really liked Clayton, the other, you know, Lord Greystoke. Yeah. I liked his character. He was a nice guy. Yeah. He was a good guy, you know? Um, I mean... Again, I'm most familiar with the Disney version. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He's the villain. He's, like, worse than Gurchak in the Disney movie. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a nice guy. But, you know. Yeah, the, the whole time you're waiting to hate him, like, okay, well. Right? I'm yeah. like, no, I don't hate him. Jane doesn't hate him either. Yeah. You know? <laughs> She's a nice lovely target, I mean, but he's dangerous. She's, you know, she. Honestly, yeah. as far as Jane's concerned, his only real fault, as it were, not even a fault, is that he's not Tarzan, and that's not even a fault. That's just right. the first Tarzan. That's, that's who comp- compares to Tarzan, right? And at the but, same time, Tarzan's dangerous, so she's not sure she trusts yeah. that, yeah. you know, so she's got the gentleman, you know. Yeah. Um, but So I, I actually really liked Clayton because he turned out to be this really nice guy in the book, whereas he was a major, horrible bad guy who dies in the Disney movie, and you're like, yay! Oh, wait, we're not supposed to cheer for that, but yay! You know, <laughs> You're one of the worst deaths in any Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Um, So, you know, that was something that was different about the book that I liked. Um, Him following, finding the village and and trying to learn from this, you know, this group of cannibals, how humans are supposed to be, um, was interesting. I thought it was humorous that Forgetting the unbelievableness that he learned to write in English, which I'm sorry. It's like a grandmother Willow moment in Pocahontas where you're like, come on. Um, <laughs> That's a bad thing. I know. But, but, no, but aside from the fact that he learned to write in English but couldn't speak it, I thought it was humorous that he learned to speak French first. You know, that he was taught French first. That, that, yeah. I thought that was a humorous thing. But but I, 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 I did find it funny when Darnot was like, okay, maybe this was a bad idea to try to teach him French. Yeah, we're right, English. You know, yeah, but I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. So, all right, Justin. Um, well, I did enjoy, you know, like everybody else, the way the uh, descriptions were. You know, his his, I guess you could say his abjectivity. I guess that's the wrong word. No, I was trying to make a plan word. It didn't work. Um, but his, you know, his prowess. It's cool. It's, the way that it's, the, way, uh, the author it. describes the uh, his physicality and and uh, his athleticism. Definitely, that's a good word for it, athleticism. Um, and uh, I like the uh, the the how he toyed with the natives. I thought that was pretty funny. Yes. But, uh... The angry forest spirit. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also like that he uh, his uh, his curiosity uh, as Tarzan as a character, you know, uh, he, which really separated him from just being an ape. Uh, a man raised by apes, you know, he, uh, he, he watched, uh, the natives use their bows and spears and did learn how to, and from that learned to use it himself and became, uh, something more because of it. And, And he figured out the the well. Even if he didn't figure out that it was poison specifically, he he learned really quickly that the arrows themselves weren't what was right. uh, killing animals. It was something else about right. them. And uh, he, he 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 and he 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 re, he searched and found the reason and all that. You know, so his his curiosity uh, besides his humanity, I think. Uh, helped him um, as a character, you know, helped him survive and all that. And I, I enjoyed that. So. Um, okay, then, anything else? It sounds like I would have liked uh, <coughs> uh, uh, Darno better if we would have had more of him in our version. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry you got the abridged version because yeah, I, we just we uh, well, we just the part portion of the version we have he is injured and Darzan saves him and they start a rapport or develop a rapport between each other starts teaching him French right and then Tarzan takes him back. And they're not there. And there's nobody there, so they just start. They, they just, just start walking and end up at the with the missionary guy. Yeah, and 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 then end up on a ship. And and the only a, other interesting thing was the fingerprints thing. Okay, yeah. yeah, they they got the book, right? The black book. Yeah, yeah. And so they go and they have, you know, oh well, we'll let you know. But that's all. There was no hunt. There was no hunt. No, no bet or yeah, anything like that. You know, because uh, I I have the audio book too. And it's about nine and a half hours long. So how long was your audio book? I'm not sure. It's on the phone. I'll find that real quick. Ours was... Uh, audible. Come on. Where is it? Um... Let me go do it this way. Library. It's the last thing you own or you're listening to something in a garage. That's right. I know. Sorry yeah, about that. Sorry He's about looking that. it up. <laughs> it's all right. It's audio. I'll cut it all out. Well, we'll add an advertisement right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, now at bookies.com. <laughs> usually it tells me. Yeah, usually. Um, In the whole book, not just the chapters. 
But the chapters were short. Some of them were only like three minutes long. Most of them were about five minutes long. So it was definitely split up differently than at least David's copy here. Yeah. Which, you know, was interesting, but... It really made me think that maybe that was the way it was split up for the pulp, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it wasn't very long. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think so. Edgar Rice Burroughs tends to write fairly longer chapters. I don't. Yeah, my my book was two hundred and ninety four pages. Um, I think that was probably about how long ours was. How long was? We have a copy that's got the first five novels. Yeah. Uh, come on. To the end of the um, details. Uh, yeah, this was only three hours and ten minutes long. Oh, oh the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh. How long? How long was yours, Brandon? And now, when I got this, it did not say abridged audio book. And then our quad, physical, but now it does. Yeah. Our physical copy of the book was two hundred and eighty-five pages. Well, some of the time differences might simply come down to the different cadences of the of the people reading. Well, that's it. true, but that's a big difference. A yeah, huge, that is a huge a difference. They cut a lot out of their book. I, I, yeah. And we still have more chapters. It was supposed to be like five minutes difference. Like, you know? If we even lost an hour, but to go from nine and a half. Yeah. Hours, yeah. yeah, that is kind and of a, a lot. It was generated by Ben Kingsley. You'd think oh. it would be good. It was not. It was oh, really. <laughs> I was really disappointed. I like Sir Ben Kingsley normally. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Um, I forget. So, needless to say, you miss one or two things. He, he's uh, he plays just little things here and there. <laughs> Did you meet the character known as Tarzan? <laughs> Did you meet Kala? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Jane you may have missed. <laughs> no, no, no. Saw Jane. Met Jane. Um, the Dum Dum was all that in there. Was like, the Dum Dum was in the there. Dun-dun I thought that was the dumbest title, by the way. Yeah. But, um, well, I liked that scene. It was it really. Made flash, it made me flash on Night at the Museum. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dum Dum. Ricky Gum Gum. Yeah, and. Like the pirates? Was that all in there? Or? The the pirates were there, sort of. They weren't there for very long. I mean, he, you know, you know, they stole their treasure. We got that much. Well, the pirates are like main villains for like a couple of chapters. Yeah, yeah they yeah. were for a couple of chapters in ours too. But remember, our chapters were only five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out what they cut out. No, right? Yeah. Probably a lot. Yeah, we'll talk about it right like now. A little bit from each character, like here oh. in the. Apparently ours got the gist of the story, but not all the fun stuff. So, mm. you know. Well, yeah. if you find that library book copy, you can read that one and find out what you missed. Yeah, you can I also borrow. Our, if you really want to know what you missed, you can also borrow our copy. If you really want to know. Mm. So, I have a okay. feeling you don't really want to know that badly, though. I don't think so. Either. No, but not, not, not tremendously, no. A moment where they're like, we have absolutely nothing in the world to read. <laughs> like, I have nothing to read. Have you seen my Kindle library? That was a funny part. I know. Plus All right. The- um, okay. This likes. Okay. Um, remember the name? Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, hey, leave me out of this. Yeah. Edgar Rice Burroughs when talking about race is not necessarily the most sensitive of authors. You have a black nurse who's basically right out of 
Song of the or not Song of the um, uh, Gone with the Wind. She's yeah. just there to Black paint. Mammy. Mammy. Yeah, mammy. Mammy. And you're like, ooh. Okay. The the cannibalistic tribe, not not good representation. Yeah. Price Burroughs later on in life was invited to Africa because they're like, look, you wrote a lot about Africa. All of it was bullshit. Um, yeah, you've never been there. Maybe you should come visit. Like, no, he was offered like free trips to Africa from various African nations. Like, look, we want you to come see what what we're really about, and he declined them every time. What an idiot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like Ed, Edgar Rice Burroughs is, is I, I love his writing, but when talking about race and, you know, even in John Carter, the bad guys are the black Martians. And, yeah. And he's, it, it, it's, he was ahead of his time in so many ways, but he was also very much of his time. Right. You know, in so many ways. And, you know, because they're like, you get Black Pete the, in the first couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only kind representation of a black man in his book. And then the rest of them all become cartoon characters and monsters. You know? Yeah. And some of the, some of the frightening characteristics of like the, the cannibalistic tribes, they're not, those frightening characteristics are what you would typically associate with the physical characteristics of black people. Like, like when he goes into describing how, um, the, the large lips are seen as something like bad or monstrous, you know, like that. It's just, it's just different to Tarzan, but, but they're written as like, that's a, like a scary thing. There's also this undertone in Tarzan that it's not just his upbringing. It's not just his prowess. It's, not, mm-hmm. it's his genetics. It's the fact that he is a, a British lord. Yeah. I, th- I think at one point they write him as like part of the, they, they might not use the word superior, but I remember I remember it as like the superior white peoples or white race or something. Yeah, yeah. it is the, you know, I'm sure it, it predates Tarzan, but it's the the white savior um, archetype. Yeah. Um, the the idea that I can do Africa better than Africa can because I'm white. If I so chose, which it, yeah. apparently Edgar Rice Burroughs didn't choose. He didn't choose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually a shame that he 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 because he 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 was given free trips to Africa, right? Yeah, like I would have taken that up. Okay, right. admittedly, there are other places I'd want to go first, but if I were given a free trip to Africa, I, I'd go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, hey, don't turn it down a free trip, you know? So yeah, so that that is just unfortunate for Tarzan and like I like Edgar Rice Burroughs. I I love mm-hmm. his writing. I love his story. But, you know, this is the reading this novel is the very first time I encountered the term negress. The term what? Negress. Negress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I was like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Um, Yeah, I think that was my first time encountering it, too. Like, oh, that's a word. Okay. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense that if. You got the one that's supposed to call them. A version of it, but. So it's just. It does kind of put a damper on the whole adventure. um, It definitely dates it. It dates it. Puts, puts like I said, a damper for me on the 
the heroic adventure aspect of of the Tarzan. Yeah, there there are no authors that are completely and totally problem free, as a lot of us are discovering discovering lately with regards to J.K. Rowling. But um, oh, God, yeah. this this book definitely does have <clears throat> some of those um, aspects that detract from the overall adventure fun times of the story. You know, it's right. I actually in this case I tried to put my own personal thoughts and feelings aside, given that this book was written in the early 1900s. At right. this point, more than 100 years ago, I tried to do that, but I wasn't always successful. But right. for the most part, I tried to, to I feel that. to a degree you kind of have to keep that in mind. I mean, yeah. not not excuse it, but understand, okay, what was acceptable and unacceptable back then is obviously mm-hmm. going to be completely different than what it is today. Yeah. And it, I feel like you shouldn't erase, like try to erase that. Like, mm-hmm. look, at this point in time, these things were acceptable. I'll say that they're acceptable now. But, at, 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 I mean, one of my favorite examples of that was a couple of years ago, uh, Looney Tunes was trying, like, they were, there was a call to delete certain uh, episodes of Looney Tunes because they had the Mammy character in a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi Goldberg came out and she was we're like... talking about Tom and Jerry. Oh, no, Tom and Jerry. That's what it was. Yeah. Tom and Jerry. And she goes, look, Whoopi Goldberg came out and she goes, look, it was problematic, but don't try to delete it because deleting the history of it is going to lead to people not knowing about it, which will lead to ignorance. Yeah, and in that case, it wasn't necessarily even just a couple episodes. That that Mammy house taker character, like, it's everywhere in Tom and Jerry. Yeah, <laughs> it was Tom and Jerry. The, the first uh, two or three years of Tom and Jerry, she was in there, yeah. and then they changed it to the White House one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but because you know, that's kind of how I feel about Tarzan. Like, even, okay, even, yeah. even uh, Tom's name was Jasper uh, in the beginning, uh-oh. and uh, that's a very you know back then that's a very yeah. black name. But, know, I didn't know that. But you know, looking at that, that's why I say okay, yeah, those elements were problematic for us today <laughs> as readers. But like you said, try to remember. Okay, this was the early 1900s. This was a time when people didn't think anything about that. Like, it was just, I don't want to say it was accepted knowledge, but it was just kind of how people thought, you know, at the time. And so. The, the, the Warner Brothers, uh, Tarzan movie that I mentioned earlier, the, the, the latest live action, uh, adaptation of Tarzan, they tried to, like, that's where the movie falls apart is they tried to address the racism in the source material. And it made it, Cringier and worse. Oh, like it's like. Are you talking mm, about the Tarzan Returns one? Yeah, the 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 last one that they did the live action. The return. live action one. Yeah. Yeah, it's like because yeah. they 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 address it in Tarzan's like saving slaves off of a ship and it's right. It just becomes a real cringy. Like, uh... There was one thing I really liked about that movie that had nothing to do with that particular aspect of it when he's showing the kids because they want to see his hands and how his bones were different because he was walk he walked like a gorilla his whole life and so he gets down on it you know and you see the the fingers the bones distorting a bit because of the pressure he'd always use i thought that was something that was brilliant uh as far as the movie it's probably my favorite part of the movie oh that and like the the scene where he takes off his shirt in the jungle and you see nothing but scars Right. I'm like, oh, and when he's doing all the animal sounds too. Yeah. 
I mean, it's the romantic scene with his wife where he's doing the, but, but, you know, she's supposed to be naming the animal sounds that he's making, you know? And, uh, and all that kind of yeah. Stuff. That was, but I love the fact that they just covered him in scars. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's what that life would be like. Yeah. 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 So they did a few things right, at least. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Millie? Well, I had, I mean, a couple different issues with the story, but I figure I'll just stick to my, the two big ones for me. Um, the first one being the language. You know, we talked about it. Okay, I'm willing to believe that he taught himself to read. Okay, I'm willing to believe, suspend my disbelief for a moment and believe that he taught himself to read. Okay, let's pretend he did, okay. In order, like, what, the problem I had is the fact that he couldn't speak it. Now, I un- I understand when you read a word, you don't know always know how to pronounce it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard for me to believe that not only did he teach himself to read, but to write eloquently. Like, he was able to figure out, okay, I put this word before this word, and this is how I conjugate this word, and yet he still couldn't even at least attempt to speak, you know, I, I get, I get, reading and speaking are two different things. But at the same time, I was like, oh, that just his learning was all visual. He had no auditory yeah, models. But the fact that he, I don't know, it just it bothered me. I understand that hearing a word pronounced is different than reading it. But the fact that he was able to teach himself to read, and yet, I don't, I don't know, it just that bothered me. Well, and to and to take it a, a step further, when when he leaves the note on the cabin and the pirates see it, he signs it Tarzan of the Apes. Now you could you could argue that of the apes were words that he could have found in some of his books, but his name Tarzan is not a common word; it's a name, yeah. it's a made up name, which yeah. means he would have to know that this sound is yeah. indicative of this letter, yeah, which exactly. is then used to spell my name. So he has to right? at least understood yeah. some of it, like. Yeah. A degree, you know, and because, like you said, Tarzan itself is a made-up word. Like, yeah. if he, even if he knew how to say Tarzan in, you know, the vernacular, in his ape language, yeah, yeah, then he should have been yeah. man of the apes. That would have been okay. Yeah, I would have accepted that. That would have worked. But yeah. if he didn't, how did he know uh, that that was a T? Like, yeah, he could have written like an L, you know? Yeah, it's like okay, and so that was probably. W- that was the one that bothered me throughout most of the book, just because up until the end when he learns French, that was like the big barrier. You know, he could write so eloquently and like I said, he knew how to conjugate words when he needed to conjugate and all that, but I don't know. So that was one of the bigger problems for me. And then the only other um, I should say and it's not even really a huge huge problem per se but was the fact that I felt like you know we talked about how some scenes you could perfectly imagine the fighting and things that were going through and then I feel like a couple other things he was like okay and then they did this and then they did that and then like within two paragraphs like he, they just glazed over something not that I wanted them to go forever on something but Oh, like, that okay. that I'll, I'll get into it later when you're done. But that the just just going over, just forgetting and not regarding something is a problem that I had. I'll, I'll tell you about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's just like some things they like they just kind of like like he would go into so much detail and repeatedly, 
uh, uh, like talk about some things, and then like I said, other things that you just glossed over. Like, oh, okay, well, uh, okay, well, just accept that that happened, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and then the only other minor thing I will say I had was um, it was the same problem I had when I read the Twilight series. They keep describing Tarzan like a god, godlike, the massive god. It's like, okay, so I, know Tar- <laughs> I know Tarzan might you know, not be able to speak and whatever, but come on, you can find different ways to explain how amazing Tarzan the was. The narrator can use Yeah, the narrator can use whatever yeah. you want. Okay? Get a thesaurus. Use a thesaurus, exactly. It's a thesaurus. Use it. Utilize every <laughs> other word for godlike. And it's like, you could, yeah, that just kind of grated it on my nerves. And like I said, that that was my main, you can ask Bonnie, I've complained about it. Adonis, there are words. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, so you can ask, yeah, Bonnie will tell you, uh, that was my main problem with Twilight when I read the Twilight book. I'm like, oh, God. My problem with Twilight. After I read the first book, I wanted to send her a thesaurus that would yeah. wrap itself into her head. Right. So it's like, <laughs> you know, that was my, another thing where I was like, okay, you can use a different word other than God and Godlike. Like, there are... I'm sure a million different ways to say that, you know, so. I think at one time they described him as being like a Greek god. <laughs> so, oh, well, you, know. you know, there was that. He couldn't say Adonis instead. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. Anyway, those were my main, like, annoyances that just grated on me. Like I said, there were a couple other, like, ones, but not, those were the ones where that really was, like, nails on a chalkboard for me, you know, so. Okay, go ahead, Luke. So, um, I mean, obviously, some of the problems that I had with the book are things that we have already talked about. Um, but I, I did try to suspend my disbelief a little bit with this one in regards to, like, how Tarzan is described as being so incredibly physically godlike and, and capable and strong and agile and able to leap far greater distances than any normal human being. Um, but some of the things that I did kind of like my suspension of disbelief was was strained a little bit is when like when for instance he finds his father's knife and he realizes this is a sharp thing it's not just a toy it can be a tool i can use it to kill but he he learns almost immediately how to resharpen the knife and how to wet it and and make it you know like keep the edge sharp essentially i'm not sure realistically that would have ever even occurred to him yeah. That that did kind of bother me, and and I don't know because he's living with he's living with a group of of apes that are not necessarily proficient in in tool usage. I don't know if he actually would have been able to manufacture rope for himself. Yeah, <laughs> like he right. he weaves together grasses. I don't know, but but he is described as being incredibly intellectually capable as well as physically capable. So I just I chalked that up to his incredible godlike abilities. It's just I, hard, I didn't hard say for him. When he, was, when he was doing the the grasses that they just kind of fell apart at first and as mm-hmm. he did it more often he got better and better at it. Yeah. yeah I didn't bump he up didn't describe stuff. in our version of him making the rope, just that he had rope. Oh, yeah, but he apparently he knew how to use it as a lasso, so yeah. yes. Yeah, he knew how to use it as a lasso. He could make apparently like a noose knot out of it somehow. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, for um, a ninja lasso, you only need a slip knot. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, some of his 
immediately excellent tool usage kind of annoyed me a little bit. Um, one thing that I also didn't quite get in terms of the geography, they're, they're on, they're basically in, um, uh, equatorial Africa, right? I don't know if deer actually exist in equatorial Africa. Yeah, Edgar Rice Burroughs never went to Africa. That's that's part of what I'm saying. Like when Tarzan <laughs> brings um, uh, Clayton and Jane and all them gifts of food when they're in his old cabin, he brings them like boar, at one point a lion, and also deer, which apparently exist at the equator. <laughs> right. It's like Swiss Family Robinson with all those various animals on one island yeah. in possibility. Yeah. 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 And then the the one thing that actually made me go, wait a minute, no, hang on, I reject this, was, um, at least in my version of the book, it talks about how, how Tarzan befriends Tantor the elephant. And the author actually says, how did this occur? Eh, don't worry about it. Just don't think about it. Just know that it happened. I want to hear about that. Nobody's <laughs> sure. They like, the two of them take walks together. Yeah, he, he basically says, just trust that they became friends. Just don't think about the how. Just know that it happened. Well, I want to know how. At least he didn't tell us that. It just said they were friends. And sometimes on uh, Tarzan would ride upon him yeah. uh, when in, they were out walking. You, that was about your, all we got from Tantor. Oh, you, so, missed the, you missed the insult then. Because at that point, I was like, no, don't tell me not to think about it. I want to think about it. Right? I want to know. Yeah, that's rude. Uh, like uh, that just annoyed me. I actually I'm put the. I'm gonna put I, this on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't think don't. about purple elephants. Oh well, what do you think about now? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that could have been a very interesting um, plot point or description of him in his youth and this little adventure that they had that just kind of was brushed over entirely, and you're told to just disregard it. That that annoyed me. Yeah. Forget about it. <sighs> yeah. So that was that was just some of the things that I that I didn't like. Overall, not too bad. Um, I liked it more than I disliked it. So. Okay. Wayne. Alrighty. Oh. Um. I liked it a lot more than I disliked it. Um. I, I didn't have a problem with the with the language acquisition being visual, but that does preclude writing his name or when he's leaving a note for Darnot, you know, saying, you know, I, I speak the language, you know, of the tribe that raised me and, you know, Numa the lion and Tantor the elephant and, he wouldn't have known how how to put any of those words in if you know it was solely a visual learning thing. Right, not the names, just lion. Yeah. Elephants. Yeah. 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 Like I said, So. Dictionaries don't come with pictures. It said it was a picture dictionary, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. It said it was an illustrated dictionary. A lot of the early dictionaries were illustrated, quite profusely. Uh, Justin's grandpa had a couple of well-illustrated dictionaries. Yep. So, from from that time period, nowadays... Well, from that, from, from, that was from that time period, too. Yeah. 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 They, they were well-illustrated back then. Nowadays, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nowadays, you yeah. just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the, um, the ones that I had were illustrated well enough to learn sword fighting and cudgel fighting and stick fighting. And, there were diagrams. It was yeah. more like an encyclopedia than a dictionary. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Ah. So, you know, it, it, um, the thing that bugged me the most was the way the story ended. Oh, (laughs) that's what bugged me the most. Me too. Just that's it. That's what that's what irritated me the most. You know, everybody else has kind of addressed some of the other problems with the book, so there's no point in reiterating that. But the ending, yes, that that bugged me. So I will. I will pass it on to David since I think he has a longer list than I do. I was going to say, Wayne, was it the abruption of the ending or the uh, the ending itself? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the fact, you know, that he has he has the opportunity and the verification that he is the true Lord Greystoke. And when someone basically asks him the question, he goes, eh, you know, my mom was a great ape. I I really don't know who my father was. And the story cuts right there. And he doesn't seem like a kind of character who would be untruthful. Right. It, it, that, scene, that, that answer, granted, he was trying to take what seemed to be Jane's wishes into account, and he's unsure of the finer points, even some of the basic points of human society at that point, because it's still very, very new to him. Right. But the way it ended seemed very much out of character for me from what we've seen all along. Right. You, um, because when I was reading this book, uh, one of my clients got interested in it. And so I had to read it again for her because she wanted me to read out loud to her. Well, she recently had me start the second book for her. Um, and they do go, he does go a little bit more into explaining why he he declined to. Make- I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping the second book does that. You know, um, because there's a I I think it's like chapter three, two or three, somewhere there. He's talking to Darnot again, or Darno, however you pronounce it, and he he goes more into his reasoning as to why. But yeah, I I'm still even knowing that explanation. I'm still with you, Wayne. Like I, I feel like you should have. Yeah. Um, since we're talking about the ending, like I love it, I really do. Like, you loved the ending, Brendan. I love, I love the ending because unfriended, unfriended, um, unsubscribe. Uh, no, I love the ending because Tarzan is such a like pop culture like phenomenon to actually be surprised by the ending like was like I remember the first time I read it where I was exactly what I was doing it's like oh my god they don't get together like like that like I love the ending honestly 
Okay. All right, Dave. I know, right? I think Brandon's had a different ending. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I thought this book was really far-fetched to the point where I considered it a chore to read it. Oh, damn. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Um. I honestly, I mean, really, his when the the thing that that where the book, in my opinion, should have ended was almost at the very beginning when the pirates uh, took when the when the ship mut- uh, did a mutiny and killed the the captain, and they took Greystoke's gun and. They took over the the ship, and that 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 to me that's where it would ended because the 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 mutineers would have killed the man, and Tarzan's mom would have been the the little ship play toy, and that would have been the end of the movie, the end of the book to me, because that's how it would have happened. They would not have abandoned them at an island with a whole bunch of supplies. Those pirates would have probably just killed him and tossed him overboard and took all the supplies and left not abandon them at some island in the middle of, or whatever they were in Africa. And uh, then I can understand the story going on. He wants to go along with it. But then years later, the same family shows up at the exact same spot (laughs) where the pirates dropped off the Greystoke family. I'm like... No, that's so far fetched. No, it's not happening. Africa is a big place, uh. <laughs> and I mean, like 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 what you said, Lewis. I I tried to sustain belief, but it it just got worse because he taught he was he he taught himself to read and write bullshit. Not happening. Yep. Bullshit. He has the mentality of a freaking animal. I don't care. What kind of lineage his family is? He was never taught to do anything. He's a blibbering idiot. <laughs> he has the mentality of an animal. He is not learning shit from a book. Yeah, I would have been much happier, definitely, if he had learned to speak from Darnot first and then learned how to write. Like in the movie, yep. in the movie, the original one with Christopher Lambert, in I think it's 1984 or 1985, they did that. I like the movie. So much better than this book. Well, there there was movies before that. Like there are movies going Tarzan movies going all the way back to the nineteen thirties. I don't care. They all sucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they all sucked. They were they were horrible. If I remember correctly, I, I remember reading something about how the author Burroughs actually did get like a fair amount of criticism for what you mentioned, Dave, like another family coming and getting shipwrecked on the same portion of the beach, yeah, and also it happens to be their family. No, not happening. Not happening, like, especially like, since they were lost, and they were trying to hide them. Yeah. The pirates were trying to hide them as well, and take away all the loot, and then just disappear, because they didn't. They themselves didn't want to get caught by the law. I'm like, no, not happening. There's no way that, that fam- the second family... That is, I could understand a different family finding them because of their looking for treasure or whatever, but the exact same family coming back to the exact same spot. No, not happening. 
Yeah. Yeah. The exact same family. The only one person in the entire group was related. It was the family. They they came back, and they happened to be from England too. It's like no, not happening. Like the the Jane and her dad are American. Yeah, but the Greystoke, no. And but he he just from what I understood, he uh, uh, Clayton joined them in England just for the adventure. I just find it find it. Completely far fetched, right. and, and being taught French in one month—that's what my book said. I'm not sure about the rest of you. I'm, I'm sorry, I could barely speak sentences in Spanish, and I've been surrounded by Hispanics at my work for 20 plus years, and I could barely even still come out with a sentence. Right, but if you're dropped in a country where you don't speak the language, about a month—it it can. Well, it depends on the person's intelligence, but. One to three months. Total immersion. Maybe. Total immersion. No, none of your regular language people are known to learn language because you have to. Out of desperation, you learn it. It's different because because here you still hear mostly English, just some Spanish. So there's a difference. I can everyone around you was talking Spanish. Twenty four hours a day, you'd pick it up a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. I I don't think so. It just depends. Well, you you would as a child, but not necessarily as an adult. Like it's always easier for kids to learn a new language by yeah. immersion than it is for an adult. Um, I can understand that if you wanted to learn, yeah. but if you don't even have the mentality to even know what language is in the first place, you're not even going to. It's not going to be. It, you're not going to be capable of doing it. That's like asking an infant baby to start talking. It's like not happening. It, it it's a. Tarzan has a mind of an animal because he doesn't know any better. He hasn't been taught any better. Yeah. So I just don't see it happening at all. Part of the novel then, is the fact that he he does have a human mind and he's he's frustrated. Yeah, but it's shut off. Yeah. Well, it hasn't even been it, turned on. Like when he starts leaving the tribe because he finds them too simple-minded? Like no, he's looking for other, like, things i just find that no i don't i I find that far-fetched because he says that he doesn't want to eat anybody that isn't from his tribe i just don't see him leaving the tribe Mm. that's his family and that's all he's ever known and just because he feels that he's smarter than them that he's just going to leave not happening i believe in the curiosity though even animals are curious i mean yeah i could yeah like what bonnie said that that things are, are curious but like like what you were saying, Lewis, with the knife. There's no way he's going to even think about even sharpening. I think it's going to be a rusty, dull piece of junk, and that's that's how it will always be until someone teaches him how to how to uh, do that. Still be good for stabby stabby though. Oh, I'm sure it will. And my my biggest thing was, I'm sorry, I don't care if you are Arnold Schwarzenegger in his super prime. With with steroids through the roof, you are not beating a full-grown ape. <laughs> Those things will bite your head off. There is no way any man on Earth is going to be able to defeat any of those apes in, in that jungle on hand-to-hand combat. Not with a full maybe, maybe with Maybe with a knife, a big, giant Bowie knife, maybe. But hand-to-hand combat, forget it. Not happening. I don't care what kind of moves you have. The the gorillas are three times the strength of Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Well, keep in mind, Tarzan is a god. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not only a god, but like him. Not only a god, but he's a, a British lord. On top. Oh, he's a British lordly god. <laughs> that makes him super, super strong. You have no idea who's I mean, Brits. <laughs> any British lord can be the name. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that Mr. Burroughs wanted to create a character that is memorable and I'm pretty sure that he knew that these stories were meant as stories probably for kids because I don't think uh, I think the stories, those pulp stories were mainly for probably teenage kids or something back then. Uh, not necessarily. I think the, the thing about the pulps were they were cheap and trashy. Yeah, but I, I don't see the, like, the audience. I don't see the audience for them, especially in 1912. In, in 1912, you had a whole lot of immigrants that didn't have a strong reading level. Yeah. And so that was something easy for them to read. It was full of action and adventure. And so that that was that was a lot of the market for it you know you're, um i could i could see where you're going irish immigrants and you know stuff like that you know they your your common laborers it was cheap it, they didn't have television so that was their cheap escapism yeah it was 10 cents um these are before comic books uh you know it was it was uh real cheap mass produced um, that's why they called were called pulps because the paper was crap. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was, but it's the same publications that published these adventure stories, that published Conan, that published you know, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. That you know, they they were Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Um, they were were really just like the cheap paperback novels of their day. The, you know, like like nowadays, analog and and some of those that you know Asimov and those guys headed up and wrote. Mm-hmm. I can understand that that some people would probably be reading this, but I think your your average immigrant in the early 1900s coming into Ellis Island, New York, isn't going to be spending their money on pulp magazines. They're going to be basically hand to mouth for food. Yeah. And I think probably that magazine probably I'm not doubting that that it that it would be bought. I'm just saying that there isn't a lot of people buying multiple copies. I'm pretty sure that someone would have bought it and then that thing would have been passed around oh yes. Oh yeah, dozens yeah, yeah. and dozens of people. Um Jack Kirby, the the famed Marvel DC Comics artist, when he was a kid, um, found a science fiction pulp in the gutter, and that's what started him off on like science fiction. And yeah. you know, as like as a, a ten year old kid, that was his introduction to science fiction. Was he just found a pulp magazine yeah. in the gutter? So I mean, that's why that's why I'm saying that that uh, probably most of the 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 dime novels, pulp magazines or whatever are, are geared for a certain audience. And I think that audience is a typical teenager at the time, because 
I just don't see an adult reading. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm saying your average adult probably be, wouldn't be wasting their money on those stories because they know how far-fetched it would be while a teenager, 13 to 15 area, are, are still growing and their mind is still developing. And they would enjoy those stories because they're, they're intended for their age category. Actually, more adults bought pulps than, than kids um, because also this is where, like, Chandler gets published. This is where, you know, mystery stories. This is where you get your first, like, detective murder mysteries start coming out in America early 1910, uh, early 1920s. Um, so it was, it was more of an adult's market. In fact, they had spicy pulps, which was pornographic pulps. Um, it was it was more of an adults market, mostly because a you're looking at the depression era, or before depression and depression era, and um, kids you know didn't have comic books yet. Like kids, like once you hit uh, 1930, that's when kids are buying comics. Yeah, um, but this we're was, also figuring that this book was written in 1912. That's right. well before the depression. That came out in 1929. That's that's almost. That's 20 years later. Yep, yeah, right. But the, when like adults mostly read this material. Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, they're widely distributed. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I'm sure a lot of adults read it, but I think it was generally geared for, for, uh, for kids. Also, it was a lot easier to get these pulp magazines because there wasn't a Barnes & Noble or any kind of, like, mass market bookstore. They probably get it from the newsstand. From That's the exactly where they were. They're yeah. selling papers. So. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I think the, the story was, was far-fetched and it, it was a chore to read and the best part of it, in my opinion, was, was the ending. <laughs> was you done. agree, the ending's good, right? <laughs> because, it, no, because it was done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll let it go to Bonnie next. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Oh, hi. Yeah, I had to. It was yeah, too close. People? It was too close on the love seat. <laughs> um, what did it? What? I, what did I not like that hasn't been mentioned? Um, you can rehash the topic if need be. Yeah, hated the ending. So irritated. I was like, "What? That's any because like, you know I'm listening to the Audible and I'm playing a video game while with this volume turned down because I'm listening to the book and I got to get it done and the guy is boring." So I had to do something else while I'm listening to it, all right? And I know, I'm so sorry. Ben Kingsley was not a good narrator for this. Maybe it's because it was the abridged version. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's, but still, it was, he was so monotone. And for being such a good actor, I was like. to do the voices of like the mammy and stuff. It didn't come out well. Yeah. It didn't. He used to do research. Yeah, the voices were not so great. And some of, and for some reason, some of the people suddenly talk really slow compared to everyone else. And you're like, oh my gosh, stop. But that's the <laughs> audible version that we had. And unfortunately, apparently we had the, you know, abridged version. So it wasn't nearly as exciting in general. So we missed some of the beautiful details that you guys had and some of the really fun scenes that you guys had. But um, yeah, I hated the ending. I literally was like, like it, it finished. And it's, if you enjoyed this book, what? That's the end? I know. No, I did not. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> this 
this has been an audible production. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And it was, you know, and it was some other, some lady's voice, not the a narrator, you know. So I'm like, what? What? That's how it ended me? And Justin had already listened to it. And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, no. How could um, you have been? I thought we were right? friends. Right? I'm so mad right now. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, it was like that in the John Carter Mars books, too. I read the first three um, when I first read them because, you know, yeah, you want to know what's happening next. This one, I'm assuming the next one is Tarzan and Jane. So we know they get together. We've seen all the movies. Um, but Actually, the second one is my favorite novel because it's Tarzan it? mostly, like, traveling the world. Like, he's in France. He's in um, the desert. It's it's Jane is hardly in the second novel. It's when when did they get together? The third one? I'm not reading that many of them. That's not <laughs> happening. I did not enjoy this one very much. The, to the be honest. second novel is a uh, spy Tarzan. He's recruited by the French government to become a spy. Oh my gosh! Like, I, I love the second novel. Okay, but I'm still probably not going to read it. Um, <laughs> we have a first read together in one volume. It, it goes Tarzan of the Apes. The Return of Tarzan of Tarzan. Those are the first three novels. Yeah. Um, just insane. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I was disappointed, you know, because it's supposed to be better than the movies. And honestly, overall, I like the movies better. The Disney movie does a, a lot of justice to the, the source material. I loved the Disney movie. I, I did like that, that the Clayton character in the book turned out to be this nice guy. Like, that was interesting. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the placement of, like I talked about earlier, the placement of some of the storyline parts were different. But, um, you know, I liked that. But I didn't, I didn't truly enjoy the book very much, to be honest. Uh, I had a hard time getting into it. I read the first, you know, I read up until he, they built the cabin and made it through their first night after being shipwrecked or not shipwrecked, stranded um, on the island, you know, Tarzan's parents. And I'd read that back in April and it is August. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have to read the rest of this book. <laughs> so I was like, wait, Justin, you got an audible version. Let's listen to that and play video games. Um, so I got through it. I got through it. I finished it. It was it better than Maze Runner. <laughs> it was better than Maze Runner. But, um, yeah, not by much. But I really was disappointed in it, to be honest. I didn't... To be honest, it's got to be, like, the worst piece of anything to be worse than Maze Runner. <laughs> like, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can see why I this like book has a place in the, in the classical canon of literature. But I'm probably not going to read more Tarzan yeah. books. Yeah, I can say I've read it now, and and that's that's that. I I, I was disappointed. I'm sorry. I know you liked it, Dad. I know you liked it, uh, Brandon, and you suggested it, and we've now read it. But I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much more. Yeah, I I still think it was total that he taught himself to read. Hated the ending. It's Justin's turn. What did you not like, my dear husband? Uh, there really isn't anything left. I know, right? That's um, how I felt, too. Everybody's covered everything. Uh, I could just reiterate, um, you know, the... Uh... Justin, can you lean in a little bit? Your audio is a little low. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Oh, the couch is eating him. I get eaten by the couch. But... Uh, the uh, I, I, I at the beginning, I, I was like, okay, this is all right, and and then 
years. It got to the point where he starts teaching himself to read without any context of sound and all that. And then like, uh, <laughs> and I just, no, it's not possible. <laughs> and, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fantasy story. So yeah, you have to think of it as a fantasy story. You yeah. try to think of this as being realistic. You will not like it. Yeah. You know, granted, you know, that out of everything involved in the story, I think we can all agree that one of the most unrealistic aspects is him learning to read. <laughs> it was a very fantastic story. Out of it, everything involved. In the, in the fan- in, in fantastical. As, as far as being story. a fantasy. Yeah, it is a fantasy, fantastical story. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I, I thought he changed his mind. He really liked it. It was a fantastic story. No, no, he was explaining. <laughs> he was explaining. You know, but... Yeah, I, I had I had a lot of trouble with the, uh, you know, the whole thing. Well, 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 a lot of it, you know, like the William, action was all right. The action was good, even though he's managing to choke out a, a three hundred and fifty pound bull gorilla. Yeah, not happening. You know, the full Nelson. Uh, yeah, story, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not only that. First, he starts out in the half Nelson, and then by Jove, he gets into the full. Oh, <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, I was start. It started sounding like uh, like a nineteen nineties uh, uh, wrestling drama. WrestleMania, you know, it's with Hulk Hogan or something. You know, it's like it's <laughs> totally unbelievable. So I've decided um, I I take offense to them. Putting Tarzan's treehouse, where the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse is, mm-hmm. in Adventureland because yeah. this is not an Adventureland story. This should be in Fantasyland yeah. because this is so <laughs> unbelievable. Exactly. I, I'm a bigger fan of the Swiss Family Robinson tree. I really am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Which version? We're talking about the, the Disneyland treehouse. Oh, that that oh yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. But that that should no longer. If it's going to be Tarzan's treehouse, it needs to be moved to Fantasyland because. No. Yes. I'm a bigger fan of the Swiss Family Robinson tree, not a bigger fan of the book. I, I think <laughs> yeah. I right. just freaked out Swiss Family Robinson. As far yeah, as I think that, that movie was better than the book, too. But, yeah. you know. mm-hmm. Sorry, Wayne. I know that was your suggestion. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Final thoughts and recommendations? Is Final that thoughts? Yeah. Um, okay. I, I know this book has problems. It's not for everyone. But I want to say this is, as far as I know, I don't know of anyone that predates this. This is the invention of an archetype. This is the invention of the jungle hero. Without Tarzan, you don't get Black Panther. Right. You don't get um, Kazar. You don't get uh, Jungle Girl. You don't get um, Beastmaster. Mm, I forgot about Beastmaster, yeah. You, know, uh, you don't Fair get, enough. You don't get uh, I said, fair enough. Fair I'll enough. give you that. Yeah, like this is the invention of the jungle hero. And I think that's important. Was um, Jungle Book first? When was Jungle Book written? I think Jungle Book might have been first, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think Kimley, or well, Kimmel, Kimmel uh, beats him out. But yeah. I don't, that, that book to me is not really a hero piece. Yeah, it's sort of different. Right, but it does set up the. Although you could you could say that Romulus and Remus set up the humans raised by animal animals thing. So, yeah. Yeah. you want to be really technical, but Mowgli being raised in the jungle could be, you know. Although a, it's more believable. It is more believable. Yeah. We'll give him that. Yeah. But you're right. It's not the hero. He's just the kid. 
yeah, like the, the kid surviving in the jungle with the animals and raised by wolves. You know, because I technically there there was a jungle character in um, uh, I can't remember the book Mesopotamia, um, a jungle man in um. Anyway, I can't even think of the the, the mythical character, but so the jungle man, yeah. But the Tarzan, as far as I know, is the invention of the, Gilgamesh. The yeah. Gilgamesh, thank you, Gilgamesh. It's Link. Um, yes. So you obviously you recommend it, Brandon? Yeah, I, I recommend it. I also think it's it historically important. Um, it has its weaknesses. It has its problems. We've gone over that. But I think it's important because it, this is the invention of an archetype. Is it wrong that I remembered Gilgamesh because of a Star Trek episode? No, no that's right. That's act, that's perfect. <laughs> Whatever got you there, man. Whatever got you there. The nerdier, the better. Right. Yeah. So, anybody else have any other final thoughts? Mainly, um, I guess I could say the biggest contribution this has given to my life is. I like trivia shows, and I've seen a couple trivia shows lately where they ask a Tarzan-related question, and I know the answer. So the, <laughs> the biggest benefit for you is, is re- in relation to Jeopardy? <laughs> no, Cash Cab, if you must know. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it, I would say it's okay. I mean, it, for me, it's more just overall the story. It's meh. Like, the without getting into the positives and the negatives... Like, if I just focus on the story itself, eh, it's, it's not great, but it's not horrible either. Um, a couple good things, but like I said, some of the negatives kind of put a damper on the good things for me. So, um, but in the grand scheme of, like, the entire story by itself, I'd probably say I'm indifferent to it, personally. Okay. Um, so, on a scale of Maze Runner to 10... Uh, um, well, that's not fair. That's not a fair scale because you got to go a maze runner, negative nine, negative yeah, eight. Exactly. Negative oh, okay, okay. Sorry, my bad. From zero to ten, <laughs> I'd probably give it like a four or five, like very neutral, like not. I, I wouldn't say don't read this because I mean because you know, like I said, it did have its good points, but I wouldn't necessarily. It wouldn't be. Like the first among the first ten books, I would recommend to someone. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be, oh, you have to read the first Tarzan novel because it's amazing. If I'm going to suggest a series to someone, it, there's a couple other like series of books I would recommend first. Twenty-four right. novels. You don't get to twenty-four novels without there being something there. I don't. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there there clearly was a market for these stories, you know, just like there was a market for the Oz books, you know. You you as you said, you don't you don't write this many books if there's not an audience for it, and there clearly oh, was in this case. Definitely an audience for it. I just I am not amongst the target audience apparently. Yeah, I've yeah. read all the Oz books. <laughs> I'm not reading all the Tarzan books. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel very similar to you, Maylene. Like I, I'm, I'm glad to have read it, but it's definitely not one of my favorites of the books that we've read so far. Even in terms of like jungle survival and like the nature of humanity, I probably recommend The Lord of the Flies over this one, like every time. <laughs> um, but I am glad to have read a Tarzan book. You know, it does have its place in the canon of classical literature, and like you said, Brandon, this is the invention of the the jungle lord archetype character. 
you know, it's it's nice to see how that character was in what would be the very beginning of it, you know? I, I, I like that I've read it, but I'm, I would even probably recommend that you read it, but if you don't get around to it, that's fine. That's whatever. <laughs> I'm glad that I read it. Um, like I said, overall, I enjoyed the story. Um, a uh, fact not entirely related to it, but I always found interesting. Uh, they had a Tarzan TV series for a while with Ron Ellie doing it, or Ellie Eli, I forget how he pronounces it, but uh, and it it ran for it ran for a couple of seasons. And so he's he's running around barefooted with with a a loincloth and a knife in his belt, you know, for all of the filming. And that's back when it was you know a large number of episodes per year. You got a you got a season's worth, unlike you know oh twelve episodes that's a full season or four episodes that's a full season. Uh, but the the thing that the thing that happened because he was constantly running around barefooted, he had trouble buying shoes because he developed such a thick layer of callus on the bottom of his feet. Oh. Like, goat heads didn't even bother him. They wouldn't go through the callus. Damn. It was that thick. And and he developed it just because he was Tarzan in, in, the, my, in the TV my series. My dad had feet like that because he did not like to wear shoes. So anytime he wasn't at work, he he went barefoot. And he could walk across the desert without shoes. In a way, it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> because the calluses and the cracks and on his, and his feet looked terrible. So I just, I think what really sold it was just the way he said it. It was kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> like impressive and impressively gross. <laughs> so, final I thoughts, both, anything, David? Both impressed and repulsed by it. <laughs> Uh, I have to say that I read it because it was Edgar Rice Burroughs. And, I mean, even though I didn't really like this book, the, the this is uh, the start of what Brandon was saying, all, all the jungle adventure books, uh, anything that you could think of. It, this is probably the beginning. But, um, don't take my opinion on it. I mean, I particularly didn't like it, but like what a couple of you were saying that you, you enjoyed the, the story. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd give it like a four out of 10. That seems to be where everyone other than me is at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it looks right at me when I said that. Uh, anyone who isn't me, yeah, mm-hmm. is that a four? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say that most people will say that that they'd rather read the book first and then watch the movie. I say watch the movie first to see what you're getting yourself into. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have to say because I've watched. I because my mom and dad used to watch all the. I mean, like on on Channel Nine, they used to uh, bring back a bunch of old rerun movies, 
like on Saturday and Sunday afternoon and everything. And I remember oh, Johnny Weissmuller yeah, movies. And I remember watching a whole bunch of the old black and white Tarzans. But um, was the uh, one from the eighties where Bo Derek plays Jane? Um, I don't recall. Lord Greystoke. Um, but the one that is memorable to me that reminded me of the book a lot was, um, I think it's 1984 that they came out with Greystroke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, and Christopher Lambert plays Tarzan. And that's, that's what I'm basing my, uh, knowledge on. And I like the movie a lot, a lot better than, than the book. And I'd say if you want to get through the book, watch that movie and then read the book. And then you might be able to get through it unless you want the three hour audio version that Bonnie and Justin got. That, that seems like the quick way to do it. <laughs> yeah, because if get through it fast. Oh yeah, he That's definitely will get through it fast, but. I mean, Play a video game on, on mute while you're doing it. It makes it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, it's up to you. I mean, I read it because the Edgar Rice Burroughs is a legend. And yeah, some of his books sucked, but some were really cool. And you can't just not read it. Uh, this is probably the last time we're going to read an Edgar Rice Burroughs, unless in the future somebody does. Was it uh, Carson from Venus? Because that's... Because that's know. it. We've we've done John Carter. We've done there's, Tarzan. I think there's only two Carson of Venus, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. So we have so many books in our list already. That'll be years down the line. Yeah, it's, this is probably the last time we'll, we will read Edgar Rice. Yeah. So his, his major pantheon of books are basically done for us, essentially. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Who knows? All right, we'll go to Bonnie next. All right. Um. Yeah. Four. Um, I mean, I'm glad to have read it. Like I said, you know, or like other people have said, you know, it's Tarzan. I've watched the movies. It, without this, I wouldn't have that lovely Disney movie. So, you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> and that great Phil Collins song. <laughs> right? Right? Um, my friend and I, I don't remember what started it, but we would randomly say, and daddy, they took my boot. Oh, those the ones I bought you. That was like our favorite little two-line quote from the Disney movie. Like, yeah. we just randomly say in a conversation, the two of us. And um, so there's, you know, fun little things like that. Um, but, you know, it's not my favorite, but that's okay. Doesn't I definitely, uh, as I think we mentioned earlier, have gained a much greater appreciation for her dad in the Disney movie. Now yes. that I know that they base him so well on the actual. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love that character ten times more. I mean, I already loved the dad in the movie anyway, but seeing how close he is to the book, I will say, okay, he is now officially my favorite Tarzan character. Right. Right. Fair enough. All right, um, Justin. Final thoughts. Um, if you wanting to, uh. Just say you've read it. Say you've read it, or or <laughs> check out uh, some of the thing other than the John Carter of Mars series. Yeah, I forget what else he's written. Yeah, we were talking about Carson of Venus. Venus. And, and I think that's it. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote a couple westerns. I don't know if they were a series or if they were standalones. Yeah. So it, it's it. 
good introduction, I would maybe, yeah. to, to, the, to the author. Um, it was definitely a fantastical story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't completely dismiss it altogether. But, and don't get the audible version that I got with Ben Kingsley. Always, always, always go with the unabridged version. It sounds like the Ben Kingsley version was somehow incredibly long-winded, yet really, really short. It was. It was. It, it wasn't... I, I was really sad. Oh, no. That's not what you want out of an audiobook. I know. <laughs> I know. So, not all audiobooks are created equal, huh? No. no. Definitely not. No. So, um, like, just in closing, I forgot to mention this. Edgar Rice Burroughs was the highest paid author of his time. Yeah. Tarzana, huh. California only exists because of Edgar Rice Burroughs. Right. But oh. the city named it Tarzana and then paid for the police and fire department out of his pocket. Holy crap. That's how much money he had. He was a baller of an author. Okay. He had that much money from Tarzan and Edgar Rice Burroughs. The Edgar Rice, or uh, John Carter. John Carter made him so much money, but it was so unadaptable because of space and sci-fi. He just didn't have the technology to put it in his They still can't do it right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That the 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 only thing that they could adapt from his work was the Tarzan stuff. So there's like seventy some odd Tarzan movies. But um Lamb at Time Forgot. Lamb at Time, time Forgot. Was yeah. Edgar Rice But he was yes. a baller. He was the highest paid author of his time. Yeah, Land Land that Time Forgot was the island that had the dinosaurs on it. And then and he also Nazi wrote Earth Four. Which one? At the Earth's core. At the Earth's core. Yes, at the Earth's core with Pellucidar. And yeah, that, out of that the had time dinosaur. This, Pellucidar. That that was an interesting that was an interesting uh, story where Tarzan goes to Pellucidar. Because Pellucidar was written as as a separate series, but in one of the Tarzan books, he goes to Pellucidar. The thing about Pellucidar is it's in the center of the Earth, and there's a central sun. So it's always daytime. Oh. And so when Tarzan ends up down there, for the first time in his life, he gets lost. Because he's used to the navigating the whole scope of the daytime sky, the movement of the sun, the movement of the stars, and he gets down here where up ahead is this one fixed point that's the sun, and it's an inner shell that you're walking around on, and there's nothing there for him to orient on. Right. And the people who are natives and are born there, they have like, it's like salmon, you know, they have this homing beacon, they ought to, they know exactly where home is, where they were born. Hmm. And so that becomes their their fixed point wherever you, they end up inside the core, on the face of the core, they can always go, yeah, home's that way. Yeah. Wow. 
And Tarzan didn't have that. He's just there, and it's like he had nothing to orient by. That that was one thing I found fascinating about that particular story. I think it might be time to pull the next one. Time to pull it out of the box. The TARDIS cookie jar is Bonnie's. Justin has it. He's going to make the selection. Make a good one. That would be a good one, yes. No, no, not that one. Put that one back. (laughs) Watch, that one was probably really good, and he switched it. Now we don't know what's going to happen, Lewis. Now we're getting Tarzan 2. Good job, Lewis. Comstock Load by Lewis Lamar. Ooh, a Western, I believe. Yes, it is. I spell it. Uh, what? What was the end of the book? Oh, yeah. See, oh, why is it backwards? <laughs> oh, we got it. It's good. Okay. So it's isn't load L O D E. L O A D. As in the L O A D is a load you carry. L O it's it's Comstock load as in the the mother load of the silver mine. L O D E. L O D E. So by Louis Lamore. Yes. Louis Lamore. I will warn you, it is a little long. Well, I'll get the Ben Kingsley version. (laughs) 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 All right. That was a good one. That concludes this month. We are the bookies. This has been Tarzan. Thank you for listening. Bye. Good to be back. (laughs) So there you have it. Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Um, With that said, I thought I'd do something fun. At the end of this episode, I thought I'd go back and read some reviews of our podcast. And that's when I realized after three years, we only got one review on iTunes from the uh, feline cat. Um, fairly, you know, uh, from April 26th of 2020. I tried to get another into my overcast queue. But every time I see the podcast description with all the sentence fragments and more, I have to run away in terror. I can't help it. I'm afraid of what I'll find inside that the episode. And I can't do it. Um, I don't know what to tell you, feline cat. Um, you want to talk about sentence fragments, um, you know. Um, but you did give us three out of five stars, so I'll take the review. I really will. And, uh, if you want to have your review read on the bookies podcast, go to iTunes and leave us a review and I will read it just like, uh, feline cats review from 2020. Um, I'm actually shocked. I couldn't find any more reviews. We've been around for a while. Uh, but uh, thank you. I hope you enjoy our podcast. I hope you enjoyed this discussion of Edgar Rice Burroughs, Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see you next time. <laughs>